Hey everybody, I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. Whoa, we did it! Hey, hey look at that! Everybody said their name enough. without any kind of crazy sh stuff. <laughs> this week on So Many Sequels, we're talking about Cars. The, uh, the 2006 Pixar film that I would like to forget. You're not wrong. End of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, came out in 2006, starring Owen Wilson as Lightning McQueen, Paul Newman as his uh, rough-around-the-edges mentor, Doc Hudson, Bonnie Hunt, Larry the Cable Guy, as everyone's favorite tow truck, Mater. Also has appearances from Tony Shalhoub, Cheech Marin, uh, Michael Wallace, George Carlin, Paul Dooley, all, Richard Petty, Michael Keaton, the, the always present in Pixar movies, John Ratzenberg. Burger, uh, and a bunch of other random cameos, particularly from NASCAR drivers, mm -hmm. because of the nature of it being about a race car. So, in this movie, Lightning McQueen is a up-and-coming rookie, real good at what he does, racing, driving real fast in a circle, a, a left-hand circle, he's real good at it. Uh, he ties the big Piston Cup race with the legend, the king, and, uh... Uh, Michael Keaton's character, uh, Chick. Chick Hicks, right? Yes. Wasn't that his name? I believe so. Yeah, Chick Hicks. Ties the race, but there has to be a tiebreaker now. Unfortunately, on his way, his truck, like semi-truck trailer, voiced Mac. by John Ratzenberger, uh, does a very bad job at transporting his friend and falls asleep and knocks him out of the truck and Lightning McQueen ends up in the lost town of Radiator Springs where things are a little slower and a little uh, less fast than he's used to, which is saying the same thing twice. Yeah, well, you know. Um, first of all, let me just say that it I blame the fact that Lightning McQueen got lost on Lightning McQueen because he kept pushing Mac to go. Mac was like, oh, but I'm tired. And he's like, no, we gotta get the first to California so I can schmooze with Donico. Oh, but will travel laws say that I gotta move over. And he was like, no, you can't do it. And they kind of formed into the same voice there at the end, but whatever. So it's all Lightning McQueen's fault that he got lost because of his arrogant attitude. He certainly instigated it, but Mac is an adult who should have told him, no, I'm not doing that at the end. But Lightning McQueen just fired his entire crew because they didn't listen to him. Then lose your job. I guess. I mean, if this were a real situation, he'd have lost his job for losing him. So he's, in both scenarios, he loses his job That's because he works for a lunatic. There's, I would never. I can't imagine how Lightning McQueen has fans. He's so rude. Well, he has fans because he wins, and and if the world has Until proven, loses. if the world has proven anything, like you can be the biggest jerk in the world, and as long as you're good at your sports activity, you'll still have fans. That's just the way it works. If you're good and they're on your team, you might you your response is yeah, he's a jerk, but he's all right. He's fine. And then as soon as he makes us a lot of money, yeah, he's not on your team. And he goes, that's the biggest jackass in the world. So that's why, you know, I'm angrier now that we're talking about the movie. <laughs> Just peeling off the, the, the layers of the onion makes me not like this movie even more. Sure. I understand. Andrew's been so, hates it so much. He's been dead silent. <laughs> yes. I just, so for, I, I, the message of this movie makes me angry because I see a lot of times people that are brand new at something, whatever it may be, think they're such hot shit. And they, they think they know better than people that have been in it for like 10 plus years that have the experience that have been doing whatever it is. 
and they come in fresh out of for like just fresh out of college or wherever they're at and they're just like I'm so good at everything I do look at me and the attention that I gather I have awards from college and I'm like that don't matter you in the real world now but they don't understand you that know the best part the real world doesn't matter either <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares yeah. no one cares and that's what no one gets yeah. I I look at this movie and I think of uh like Johnny Manziel he was so full of himself and he got so much praise for for being this incredible college football player and then he got into his own head and he ruined things for himself and he never amounted to anything in the NFL and that's probably because he didn't listen to the people who were like, dude, you've got to stop doing what you're doing. And he's like, no, I'm Johnny Menzel. I can be the biggest jerk in the world and I'm still amazing. And then he didn't do anything. And that's what this movie does. And it makes that that message makes me mad. Also, mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke was the same way. Mm. Do you have an example? Because yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't either. I don't keep up <laughs> with the world also Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, period. <laughs> you gotta elaborate <laughs> something. Yeah, Mickey Rourke was apparently, for a long time, he was he was like that, apparently. He was thought he was hot shit, and then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, like, he couldn't get, couldn't get acting roles. And then several years goes by, and his career gets resurrected. Did it though? Because like I remember got, people for, for a very slim chance. Resurrection. He came back for a hot second, and now he's gone again. Yeah, he's gone. Um, he did the wrestler in Iron Man two. Yeah, one of those is good, but that's it. <laughs> Iron Man two. Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man two is like what two thousand nine. I don't know. I I I can't speak for the wrestler. I never watched it. It has no. It doesn't pique my interest. So, mm. and I'm not also a big Mickey Rook fan. So it just had nothing going for me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, coming into this movie, I don't, I don't like that, this message either. Um, because I also don't like the idea of people, or cars, uh, animated cars, who think that they're better than everyone just because they have a hot streak to start. That's annoying. Mm -hmm. And those kinds of, uh, individuals can be annoying. Oh, yeah. No one wants to be like that. Everyone's met one at some point in time. So it's hard, it's hard to watch Lightning continue to just be a jerk to everyone he knows. He's rude to his pit crew. He's rude to, you know, his friends, the few he has. He's rude to his sponsor. Rust, was it Rusty's or Rusty's? Rusty's. Rusty's. Who has been with him since the beginning, but he has no respect for them because, you know, when he goes to the, I don't know what they call Meet them, and greet. Meet and greet things after. It's just a bunch of rusted old cars who come see him, but all the others get all the exciting, adoring fans. So he just doesn't respect what he has, and that's really frustrating to watch. Granted, the whole point of the movie is that he gets a dose of reality and comes to his senses in the end and realizes that the people who care about him matter. But man, that trip getting there is real frustrating. Well, and here's what I... So let's put this in the world of NASCAR for a second. Because that's where it takes place. But like the real world of NASCAR. A chick, if you look at him, has stickers and sponsors all over his vehicle. Mm -hmm. Lightning only has Rusty's. And the king 
has Dynaco, which is like the big time main major sponsor. That's who that's who Lightning wants. Yeah. He wants to get the Dynaco sponsorship because the king is retiring. In real NASCAR, there are more logos visible than the car. Well, sure. So why can he not have both? Like, let's just jump to the end of the movie real quick. They're both all, like, all uh, he and Chick are fighting for is to get to California first to schmooze Dynaco. Now, that I understand. But at the end, Dynaco offers their sponsor to Lightning McQueen, and he's like, oh, I can't. I got to stay with the... Take them both! Have you not seen Chick? Like, he's got sponsors all over the place. Also, every other NASCAR in the world has sponsors all over the place. There, to my understanding, Dynaco's not like it's us or bust. <laughs> Just take yeah. them both. I don't know. You're trying to talk sins into a dumb car. <laughs> I don't know. So aside aside from the frustrating uh, characters in this movie, I I also don't like it just because I don't think it's very strong as a film. Uh, it relies way too much on gimmicks and shticks. It's a lot of NASCAR yes. puns. It's a lot of uh, just random cameos from drivers who are not particularly good voice actors who just say one-liners here and there. And Jay Leno. Yeah, the Jay Limo show. It, it's just full of gimmicks like that. And it's not, it's just not a strong piece in, in Pixar's catalog for me. Their other movies don't rely so heavily on those kinds of bad jokes. It's it's really, to me, as I, as I watched it this go around, uh, it felt like, it felt like something you would see, like, in a direct video children's movie. Like, yeah, like, like, like the spinoff planes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like planes. I mean, I just, I, I remember feeling like, man, this is, this is not a, I, I'm ashamed to say that this is a Pixar movie because it's, it's not, a, it's not a Pixar movie. It doesn't feel like it. It don't feel like it. It feels like a cheap Disney movie. Some things that bothered me in terms of the cameos is you had, uh, uh, so the, the, this one's not a cameo, but the, the king was played by Richard Petty, mm-hmm. a, uh, very famous former NASCAR driver. I don't know who that is. Richard Petty's still the king, man. Hey, probably, probably so, but. Definitely I, so. It's a fact. There's no problem. Yeah, he's, Okay, he's, but I, I, like, NASCAR is a completely different world for me. <laughs> he's called the, his character's name is the king, which is fine because Richard Petty's nickname was the king. It all makes sense. Uh, then you got your, 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 all the others are like joke names. Bob, uh, Bob Cutlass was Bob Costas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl Waltrip was Daryl Cartrip. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. went by Junior, yeah. which makes, I guess, some sense. But the one that bothered me the most was Mario Andretti. Was just Mario Andretti. He didn't get any kind of car pun, and it drives me crazy. The, Why did everyone what? else get a weird, like... Uh, car pun and or variation of a nickname and he's just Mario Andretti. It's, pro- it's probably hard to come up with that. No, it's literally the easiest Cario one. Andretti. Yep, done. exactly what I was going to say. I'll take my royalty check now, Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, Cario Andretti. I just, I couldn't, it's like they got, it's like Andretti's people were like, we, we sure would like a cameo in that Pixar movie and Pixar was like, ah, but we already are mostly done. I just put him in there and say, hey, Mario Andretti. <laughs> You know, so in terms of things that I I did like about the movie, and this is kind of, uh, I, I like Mater, I guess. <laughs> like it's hard to even come up with one, but he's funny. Mater as a character is a funny character. Mm-hmm. He what? says some things that make me laugh. 
Larry the Cable Guy was also so popular at the time, and he's he just was. a perfect cast for this. Like, right. there's nobody else that could have done it. Even now, I can't name one person who's better suited for that part than Larry the Cable Guy. It was perfect casting as far as that's concerned. Mm-hmm. Not I don't know. Anyone with an accent could do it. Yeah, but... It's not like it required nobody, acting. There's nobody that has that. I'm not talking about his acting in general. I'm just talking about his personality and combined with his accent because there's nobody else that has that... I mean, Jeff Foxworthy, but like Larry, at this point in time, Larry was more popular than Jeff. There's not like the the blue collar comedy tour at this point in time in 2009 was like, I think I can't remember when it was like, three was year, it, the, it was about three years old. Yeah. So like it was like peak love of this group of redneck comedians is what they're billed as. And uh, he was just at that point in time, there's nobody else that could have made that part successful. As he did, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think kids care who Larry the Cable Guy is. I think they could have cast anyone. <laughs> Maybe, but for... Kids for don't care about the actors. No, but parents do, and parents take the kids. Yeah, but they were going to take them anyways. My, my my stance is they're going to go to a Pixar movie, whoever's in it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. it could be. But I, I mean, think if they that... cared about that, they wouldn't cast people like Cheech Marin and George Carlin. Yeah. Uh, I think that Mater was the best part. He made me laugh a lot whenever I did laugh. They were loud laughs. I audibly laughed a few times in this movie. Um, But yeah, it was mostly like cheesy puns. I think one of the parts that I laughed at whenever um, Lightning is trying to tell Radiator Springs, the town that Doc was a race car driver, and he's like, he's won three piston cups. And Mater spits out his oil, and he goes, he didn't want the cup. (laughs) And that made me laugh a lot. Uh, I can't remember. There was a couple others, but most that was the main part. Uh, I thought the tractor tipping was kind of funny. It's R- stupid. Really? Yeah. <laughs> just just because of how Larry the Cable Guy reacts to all this stuff. Like, not that as a scene, but like Larry the Cable Guy made me laugh and enjoy parts of it that weren't great. Okay. Because I have, I have a, a nostalgic love of Larry the Cable Guy. I grew up watching... <laughs> The Blue Collar Comedy Tour, and I freaking loved it, and I thought he was great. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in concert, but I can't remember. I I, I will I will say this: like, I liked Larry the Cable Guy for a time, but I felt like around 2006, he was just like it was just to the point where now he was just getting exhausted from like I was just getting exhausted from hearing the same thing over and over again. Well, well he only has the same thing. Yeah, that's all he yeah. does. So once once which you hear in that movie. Once that's all like been saturated the the public's been saturated with it, if you don't come up with something new, you're gone and that's yeah. why you don't hear from him anymore. He yeah. he's a one trick pony. Yeah. Prilosec, OTC. Yeah, you see him on billboards and commercials. Uh, I do want to say something on a note of the of the tractor tipping scene, which is going to uh, open up a whole can of worms into my issues with the Cars universe. Why are the tractors animals, but the other cars are what, I, for lack of a better term, people? And then you have Bessie, who was not an, uh, not alive at all, but also a vehicle. Yeah, none of the world makes sense to me. Well, also, the bugs. I don't know if you noticed. Well, only at the end were there other bugs. Well, there was like, one VW bug at the end that was an actual fly, but I don't remember seeing any other bugs because that came up and we both went, "What?" Yeah. No, I, I, I there's remember suddenly a bug car. Well, I remember there was a like, like you know, like lightning bugs, like or they had like bugs that were like when they were driving around in the country. You remember uh-huh. that? And they were like 
they were visiting like the Wonder Wheel or whatever that was. Okay. And you see a bunch of those bugs just like hovering around there. Were they cars? They were cars. I don't even remember. I, I think it just depends on the car. So like, I think like tractors and stuff are considered country vehicles. So in a world where you have cars as the living beings, they, I guess, quote unquote, stereotyped, put certain vehicles and cars into situations so like tractors are usually out and about in the field you don't really need them anywhere else out in the field you find a bunch of cows out in the field tractors equal cows uh vw bug has got it in the name surely they would make sense for them to be the bugs rather than humans i don't know that's the only thing that i could think of in those particular cases where they were like that makes sense (laughs) so okay (laughs) to keep going deeper into a hole because I was bored with this movie, I started thinking, overthinking it a lot, and the and the and the world. Where do the cars come from? That's what I was. Who made the cars? Because cars aren't born. No, they're established that they are built. They are. They have parts that are replaced often. Where did they come from? I've uh, okay. That's ever since I ever since I first watched this, I've always I've always thought about that. I'm like, did they come from a factory floor? Surely, like you know, they weren't like you know. Yeah, surely they weren't, like, grown up. They had to be baby cars at one point in time, maybe. But, like, yeah, how do they get to be where they are? I've always wondered about that. So I have an answer for you. Okay. That is not official. But are you all familiar with the Pixar theory? Where they're all connected in some way, shape, or form? Yeah. 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 Are you familiar with the ins and outs of it? Uh, Because I was bored and and read it last night. No. (laughs) So the Pixar theory, as you said is the theory that all Pixar movies are are not only connected, but exist within the same world. It starts with the movie Brave, hundreds of years ago. And it involves magic. And the magic okay. in Brave is what, along the way, leads to inanimate objects coming to life. Okay. Slowly over hundreds of years. I'm not going to go through all of it, but I'm going to get directly to the Cars part. The Cars part takes place about a hundred years from today. And they have come to life because of the magic of hundreds of years ago in Brave, the same way that the toys in Toy Story have come to life and other inanimate objects are now living. The reason there are no humans is because they have all left the planet on the ship that takes all the humans away in Wally. So now the Earth is run by the cars. And that's the only thing that made sense to me. But here's a, here's the question to pose to that: is who and where are the car, are the parts coming from? Where are the tires coming from? Are the cars making the parts and the tires now? You would have to assume that they have con- they have uh, taken over in uh, taking care of themselves. Yeah. Hmm. That's why all existing infrastructure is already there, roads are already there, everything's already there because humans were there, but they've all left the planet on the Axiom with Wally. And then Wally takes place hundreds of years later when cars have gone extinct and there's nothing left. Hmm. That's a fair assumption. How's that for a mind blow? I read that and went, whoa. That's weird. That means the cars did maximum overdrive. And that's not, none of that's official, but it's a great theory. Yeah. People that come up with these Pixar theories are pretty clever, I think. There's, there's some really good ones out there. Especially, like, the Pixar theory in general. This this movie 
considering the cast, it really is a letdown. Oh yeah, I like there's such a like more. Tony Shalhoub is great. Uh, Paul Newman's great. Bonnie Hunt's great. Cheech is famous. To, um, <laughs> there's a, George Carlin <laughs> is alive at the time. Yes, Cheech is Michael famous. Michael Keaton is fantastic. Uh, it's just you know Owen Wilson's there. Um, I just yeah, it's just really I don't know. Could have wow. Could have would have should have. Wow. Ka-chow! No. Ka-chow! Well, I, so, here's an interesting debate. Did we hate Chick more than Lightning at the time? Like, when, before Lightning had his come-to-Jesus moment. So, what's great about Chuck, uh, Chick and Lightning is they, uh, up until the end, they are the same character. They are both overblown jerks who only want to win. So it's hard to say which one you don't like more without acknowledging that they are the same. Now, at the end, you could say you you dislike Chick more because he doesn't have the change but that Lightning does. But they're both rude. Yeah. So I didn't like either of them. I'm not entirely sure how or why Chick has the attitude that he has. Because no. they made it sound like he can't beat the king. And then this hotshot rookie comes in that he also can't beat. Plus, he's intentionally, throughout the whole movie, taking out other cars in the races, like, on purpose. Like, that's... You don't intentionally take them out in the world of NASCAR. Like, no, you, no. You would have been ejected or you, something. I've never you, even seen that happen. You can bump them oh, yeah. and things like that, but, like, to intentionally take them out, unless... I mean, there are a few occasions when I can remember it's happened, but it's very rare, and it's, like, normally, like, a... Vi- like a revenge kind of a thing. Like, you got me in something in the last race that I didn't like, I'm gonna get you, and then we're gonna go on about our ways. I mean, and there's usually a fine involved, but it doesn't happen a lot. But he no, was Chick just... Hicks nearly killed the king. Yeah. Just to win. And Lightning had to turn around and push him past the finish line. Right. So that, I mean, Chick is really kind of a prick. And I mean, honestly, the king is the only noble character in this whole movie. 100%. And Doc. Well, no, no Doc is kind of a jerk he's too. He's a jerk too. Yeah. yeah. King really is. He has the same kind of selfish attitude and, and uh, um, I lost the word. He's very prejudiced. Yeah. He's very prejudiced against race car dri- race cars because of his past. It turned his back on him. On the Hudson Hornet. So he has to learn that not all race cars are the same. Yeah. But he it takes a lot to learn that. I guess Sally's pretty good. I don't have a problem with Sally. Yeah, my only problem with Sally is Lightning's fault. Is It's very weird that they fell in love in a week. <laughs> yeah. Not a great message to send. It's a movie. Yeah, but yeah. it's not a great message to send. No. They established very, very clearly that this has been a week that he's been missing. Yeah. It's, it's weird that he even made such a drastic change in a week. That's true. Right? Yeah, they normally wouldn't happen. But I guess yeah. if you're thrown into a whole kind of a new place. I mean, I've never been uprooted from something that I'm so used to to being thrusted into something that I've never been into in my life like that. It would be a weird thing. Can I also say that it's weird? I I thought that, like, they, they, they basically, like, take him hostage. Radiator Springs, like, takes him hostage and forces him to fix things until he's allowed to leave. And well, I was like, that's not... Well, he sins. For destroying property. But it just didn't come across that way. It felt more like they were holding him there. I mean, 
I mean, if you if you're sentenced to something, because, you have to do that. Because they also they just let him run free, mm-hmm. as long as he was fixing the street. It didn't make sense to me, and it just made me feel like they were holding him hostage. I did really laugh a lot, also at the part where they put the boot on him, and then Doc is like telling Mater to hook him up to Bessie to get the pavement going, and Mater takes the boot off, and <laughs> Lightning just drives away as fast as he can. And they're all just kind of looking, and Mater goes, maybe I should have hooked him up to Bessie first, and then took the boot off. (laughs) It was just really funny because of the long pause and his just sudden reaction of like, oh. (laughs) You know, if they kept putting the boot on him, I could see it better. Because that's like, you've been put out to do your work, and now because you are basically serving a prison sentence, you get the boot back on. But they didn't. And they did other weird, creepy things to keep him there, like siphon his gas. That was weird. Mm -hmm. I can't even picture the logistics of that, and it seems very personal and creepy. And they did it whenever he was passed out. Yeah. what they said. What in the hell? (laughs) That ain't right. Like, I get giving him a gas ration. Yeah, giving him a gas ration, put the boot on him when he's not working, but to just, like, steal his gas from him while he's asleep just to keep him from running away, it's creepy. This movie creeps me out. I don't like it. Sorry, Pixar. I don't like it. Pixar has created a reputation of having, obviously, good movies. Um, Story-wise, structurally-wise. But any kind of company that creates movies always has bad ones. So do you think that we're so used to just Pixar making grand wonderful movies that we hold this one even to a lower standard because it's not probably because this would be a great dreamworks picture (laughs) seriously would be a great dreamworks picture but i have a much higher standard for pixar that doesn't include resorting to gimmicks that's what that's what dreamworks does i i I just i felt like the more the more we talk about this the more i realize how lazy this movie was yeah like how it was it was incredibly lazy how it was written how it was directed and really how it was, how, you know, how everything about it was just, it, it seemed very lazy. Yeah. So. I don't know how the, the studio that brought us Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, and The Incredibles, and at that point, A Bug's Life, could make something so humdrum and mediocre. Mm-hmm. Like, those are such creative films and this is like what if cars could talk here's the, here's the thing though and it's not even so like toy story is like what if toys could talk yeah and they introduce a crazy creative way to look at that but they don't do that with cars they just say what if cars could talk but don't give them the uh having to live in that environment it's literally just not only could they talk but what if there were just only cars and cars are just actually people and it's not special that they can talk let's just have cars <laughs> but wouldn't it's not creative at all wouldn't a bug's life be the same because like, but well, they, like, but they the thing. interact it, in a world with humans, I assume. But I don't remember it that well. Here's the thing about a bug's life: people don't talk about a bug's life. So to me, Cars has a better lasting impression than a bug's life. So is it us that doesn't like Cars, or is it the masses that don't like a bug's life? Are we wrong? Because no, I we're not wrong. Never Cars, hear anybody no. well, talk about because... a bug's life in any way, shape, or form. And arguably, I'd say we'd all say that's a better movie, right? I think everyone would say it's a better movie, but Cars has more lasting impression because of merchandise sales. That's it. I guess that's true. It's merchandise everywhere. You can't really sell bug toys. Yeah. But you can sell race cars. 
That like that's why Cars continues to make to make movies. They make so much money because kids like Cars and they make I would venture to say that the Cars franchise makes the most toy money of all the Pixar movies. I would believe that. I yeah, think I've heard that. that I can't sense. imagine another movie that sells more toys from Pixar than Cars. That makes Not sense. even Toy Story. Yeah. So we have the lasting impression because they're to- they're always pumping Cars toys into the market and Cars merchandise of all types. And A Bug's Life is just a really great movie. It's the same like a lot of people consider Pixar's masterpieces to be up and Wally, but they don't sell mm-hmm. merchandise for that, so it doesn't have staying power. Yeah, you can't make you can't take a. Uh, uh, up for example and make a, a TV show out of Doug well you couldn't but you can make a TV show out of Mater and things like that mm-hmm. yeah so it's all just making money yeah that's true hmm? I don't have anything else anybody else want to bring anything up about this one here I have a I mean we were talking about in terms of themes or anything like that you know it's just an ode to how modern improvements can kill old things and what and whatever's old is new again and we talked about like you know how egos are flying wild here and winning isn't everything which is pretty blatant in the movie i mean it's there's no underlying tone it's pretty blatant that like oh yeah well winning isn't everything yeah but like if there's anything i can take away from this i liked the music to it I like some of the music to it. Yeah, I, I thought like, you said the other day you didn't like the music. I hmm. <laughs> he's now tricked himself. But anyway, um, but I no, mean, I like I liked the uh, I liked the show Crow song in the in the beginning. Real gone. I liked Our Town, and that part was cheesy. I didn't like that part. I. I I didn't like. I didn't care for the part, but I did like the song. Was that the montage? Yeah, where it was like that was so boring. I think I even said something out loud like "ugh." (laughs) (laughs) Well, I get it. Like whatever. Like I understand, but also that implies that Sally's really, really, really old and remembers it. Mm -hmm. It does. It does imply that she's really old, like like HUD and or Doc HUD. Yeah, and the others. Uh, it was weird. It, it it's just that this movie doesn't make sense. I just how could she still exist? But then again, because cars are built and they're not born. I don't know. It doesn't. There's no timeline that makes sense in this I, movie. This movie just. I, yeah, I want to give the movie credit for a couple of things, and that is the message that winning isn't everything, and that you should remember where you come from, and it was, uh, treat the people who care about you well. Mm-hmm. And I like the message about taking care of history. Um, the, there's a whole uh, push to to restore parts of Route 66 in real life. So it was kind of cool to see uh, Lightning help the town out by restoring a lot of their Route 66 stuff. Because this exists on real life Route 66 mm-hmm. in the film. And that's what that mon- that boring montage was about, was about the, the golden days of, of Radiator Springs when Route 66 would run through it before they built I-40 and everyone skipped right past it. Yeah. So those are those are nice messages, particularly the Route 66 one, because you don't see that a lot, particularly in children's movies. The the Sheryl Crow song was fun. I kind of enjoyed uh, John Mayer's cover of uh, Route 66 at the end. 
you enjoy that one at least? Yep. I like that. that. Fine. But like, yeah, I didn't like, like the Randy Newman song and uh, the Rascal Flatts rendition of Life Is a Highway. It's not great. No. I I like that song, but not that version, and it is overdone. I don't like that song because of how overdone it is. I can't, I don't care whose version it is. I will turn it off immediately because I've grown to hate it. And it's an earworm, which makes it worse because it gets stuck in there and I can't get it out. Let's go to the, (laughs) let's go to the box office. Yeah. So I'm going to tell, I'm just going to point out right now that we're not going to do the, uh, the guessing the Rotten Tomatoes score will tell you, but we're not going to do it because Garrett and I saw it on the when it came up on the movie last night. So well, if two of us have seen it, I didn't even bother to look at it. Yeah. What do you think it is? I was going to say like maybe seventy. Mm. You're not Plus, far off. What no. was it? Seventy four. Seventy four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, at the time that was pretty bad for Pixar. Uh, I think they've gotten worse since then, but yeah, at the time, these movies make a lot of money because kids love cars. Like it's all about. Kids loving cars yeah. and and toys and car toys. Like I, I will say, the only reason why I have watched this movie is because I I have family. My two nephews, um, my two nephews loved this movie. They loved watching it, and yeah. So Cars came out June 9th, two thousand six, and made a domestic total of two hundred and forty four million dollars. Worldwide, it made four hundred sixty-two million, so it came just under half a billion dollars. Other movies that came that that were out that week, uh, Cars Cars debuted at number one with sixty million dollars. Behind that was The Breakup, starring Vince Vaughn and wow. Jennifer Aniston. Ugh. Not a Vince Vaughn fan. X Men: The Last Stand, Ugh. also not a great movie. Number four was The Omen, Ugh. which is a, a, a remake of the old uh, Omen movie. What's the kid's name? Uh, Damien. Yes, Damien. Uh, the Da Vinci Code at number five. Over the Hedge at number six. A Prairie Home Companion yeah, at number a, seven. That's a Robert Altman movie. Huh. Never heard of that. Well, he died during it. Oh, wow. Number eight was Mission Impossible 3. Returned to a, a couple weeks ago. Number nine was RV and number ten was Poseidon. It I don't start, remember Poseidon. It starred Kurt Russell and Emmy Rossum. Was it good? Eh, it was all right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also starred Fergie. I Fergie, mean, really? Fergie from uh, the Black Eyed Peas. That's not a sell, buddy. I know, but like, I'm just saying, she was in that. Cars ended the year 2006 as the third highest grossing movie behind Night at the Museum yeah. and Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. That's sad. It said that it went that high? Yeah. Well, look at this top 10 of 2006. Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest, which is the second? Third, third. Yeah, that's the... Yeah. Night at the Museum. That's a good movie. That's a decent movie. And it's uh, uh not a sequel. Cars, not a sequel, but not great. X-Men is the third. Mm-hmm. The Last Stand is the third one in that original series. Mm-hmm. The Da Vinci Code, Superman Returns, Happy Feet, Ice Age the Meltdown, Casino Royale, The Pursuit of Happiness. I'm mostly disappointed Casino Royale is so far down. Because mm-hmm. that's a much better movie than, than what it made, apparently. And so is The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. So I don't know. Not not a great not a great showing there. I remember I remember also that year Talladega Nights was out. <laughs> you love that, don't you? I I mean I it you know on that note it is kind of interesting that we had these two major uh, racing movies out. Yeah, Talladega Nights and Cars. One was obviously funnier. 
I'm not confident of that. <laughs> you just really don't like Talladega Nights, but it's funny. It, it's funny. Like, it's it's a bad movie, but it's funny. It is funny. It's funny. I like John C. Riley. There's a genre of car racing movies. There's a lot of car racing movies. Mojo. And Furious 7 is at the top. Well, that movie's actually good. What do cars you... is number two. Yeah. How many talking cars do we give this ourselves? Um... <laughs> Out of what? Five? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I give it... Obviously. I give it a two. I give it a two as well. I think that... You know, I haven't seen two or three, so I feel like starting with a two is probably safe <laughs> to wiggle around yeah. one way or another. I'll give it two. I'll give it two. According to my... Two on our chart is disappointing, yeah. and that's what I would call this movie. Yeah. It's disappointing. Okay. Well, that wraps up our discussion of Cars. Sorry for bringing you down. <laughs> Hope you didn't love this movie. But if you did and you have counter-arguments, you should tell us online at facebook.com slash so many sequels pod. I don't think I'll uh, be swayed, but I'm certainly willing to listen to you talk about it. Um, if you didn't like the movie like us, well, you let us know why. Maybe you have reasons that we didn't even think about. Uh, again, you can find us at facebook.com slash so many sequels pod and on Instagram, just search so many sequels pod there too. Uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps people find the show. And other than that, y'all have a great time. We'll be back to Radiator Springs next week in Cars 2. Do they go back to Radiator Springs in that one? I, I honestly no don't know. I have no idea. If I saw it, I have no memories of it. I have well, never seen it. Till so. next time. Cash Chow.